We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. I heard this song yesterday, and I sent Abby a note. I'm like, if we don't have Ram Jam, Black Betty, in the uh, the bumper music stack, we need to get it there. So it's kind of inspired. A little uh, classic rock, rock listening for Love the it. weekend. Here we go. On St. Louis' is home for conservative talk. Oh, man, I missed the post there. How did I miss that? I don't, I don't know. know. Here we go. I, I don't know. Hey, Sue is asking a question about uh, holiday travel because I'm heading out uh, with the family. We're going to my second home, Las Vegas, Nevada, tomorrow night. Fred is traveling as well. We're both traveling on Southwest, which is important because I have alarms set for tonight at like 10.15. <laughs> my flight's at 10.25 tomorrow night. It's a late flight, so to i got to check, check in. in. Yeah, Fred, yours is worse, right? Yeah, I think mine is. Uh, we have to check in at around 5.30 or 5.45 tomorrow morning. <sighs> Well, so I can he, check so, in for you. Yeah, right. Oh, so right. I'm up. His flight is Wednesday, but because of that, yeah, right. you have to get up tomorrow hours. morning. You just kind of hope. And and it's, you know, I, I do prefer Southwest. We've talked about this. Yes. But you can sometimes check in, like you're pressing it, you're pressing it right at the time. There's so much demand. It's kind of like Taylor Swift in the ticket debacle that you get C58 you're still or something in the C like group. that. Usually it's just B. If you've set your alarm and do it. But I think more people do that now. Yeah, I think more people do do it. I think back in the old days, they didn't. So I was thinking about this today. and You just asked a question, Sue, before we hit the air. You said, well, you asked the question. Yeah. Have you traveled much on Thanksgiving, actual Thanksgiving before? It's been a while for me. And when I lived here, when my mom and dad lived in Chicago, um, when I was a kid, like when I was younger, not a kid, but when I was out of college, so this would have been 90s, I traveled a lot for Thanksgiving. But the only time I've ever been out of town would be Hawaii in 1992. My brother and I were there. And then this year, we're leaving to go to Nevada. So it's not very typical to travel around Thanksgiving. My wife said, hey, I bet that flight will not be full tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I think it's going to be full. Really? It's Thanksgiving. Fred, yeah, do you I, think, I think it'll it's be full? A- 
Yeah, I do. I think that's, isn't it the biggest travel day of the year, I think? Well, right, but is Tuesday night before Thanksgiving, or is it, I, I, I have mean. no idea. I, I, I don't think know. it'd be it's before, but what do I know? I yeah. think it's Wednesday. Yeah, I think it is, too. And then what's the, the busy day coming back, Saturday or Sunday? We're coming back right on Friday, because it was just cheaper to do that, because I think everyone's coming back Saturday or Sunday. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, is it, it did they jack up the prices, or was it, you know, normal? Well, I, I, I think it was normal if you yeah. get a flight. That's why I chose the flight that I did, just because we're we're not smart, though. I mean, we're going to get in tomorrow <laughs> night at midnight in Vegas, and that's like 2 a.m. our time with a seven-and-a-half-year-old. So is that a smart thing no, to do? Probably no, it not. Is not. But she can sleep on the plane. Um, I think she'll be fine. We're going to see the Beatles love on Wednesday night. Oh, that'll be which fun. Which will be really cool. Fred is going to New York City, right? Yeah, we're going to go see the Macy's Day Parade. It was on my wife's bucket list of things to do. That's How awesome. cute is that? I didn't know you were going to actually go to the parade. Yeah. Do you have a location? Yeah, uh, that's it's, a good it's question. It's right outside our hotel room. It goes right past our hotel room. Look at that. Yeah, so that's you pretty d- cool. Oh, my gosh, Fred, well, you have to tell well, us where have, it is because I'm going to look for you. We have a side <laughs> view from our room, which... I don't know what that means. I'll really. tell you what that means. That means you don't have a view. That you is know, correct. That's right. You don't have a view. But you can go downstairs, right? Right. Yeah. right. Or you're on the corner, Fred, and you can kind of see it out of the, you know, if you stretch your head right. out the window right. and to the left or hey, something. I, I saw something. I think Marching Mizzou is going to be in the yeah. Macy's Thanksgiving oh. Day Parade. Here's what I'd say about New York City, um, Thanksgiving and beyond. It is a magical place to be around the holidays. Uh-huh. I mean, Manhattan around the holidays, you, you just can't do a whole lot better than that. I it's love it. Chicago's not bad either. Chicago's really and good, that's too. that's what I'd take as yeah. my second. Mm-hmm. But there, there's that. They, they just do it up with all the, uh, the lights and the trees and the decorations. <laughs> I think both cities do a, a fine job. All right, we have... Sue's News coming up after that. Michael Goodwin from New York. He's a columnist for the New York Post. We'll talk about a variety of things. Kusumano a little later in the hour. I have to talk about the, um, <laughs> the, the CVS Twitter pause. Did you see this, Sue? The CVS Twitter pause? Oh, are you not dialed into this? Uh-uh. It, I swear to God, it's like about the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. CBS came out. Let's see. i got to make sure I quote oh, this for right. For some reason, yeah, I no. thought you said CBS. It sounded like CBS. Yeah. CBS. Oh, no. CBS. So Trump came back to Twitter, right, uh-huh. over the weekend. Elon Musk said, Trump's coming back. So <laughs> CBS puts a tweet out saying that they – got to find the original um, tweet – uh, because now I'm seeing the follow-up to it. Out of an abundance of caution is basically what they said is, oh, yeah, here it is. In light of the uncertainty around Twitter and out of an abundance of caution, CBS News is pausing its activity on the social media site as it continues to monitor the platform. Oh, come on. Give <laughs> me a flipping break. So Elon had a ton of fun with it. He tweets out a meme with his picture and CBS News, basically a Brokeback Mountain thing that says, why I can't quit you. And then it didn't even last 24 hours. They tweeted yesterday morning, after pausing for much of the weekend (laughs) to assess the security concerns, CBS News and stations are resuming its activity on Twitter as we continue to monitor the situation. Meantime, you have a bunch of celebrities. I saw Jack White today rip Elon Musk on on, uh, Instagram and Sam off of Twitter. There's a guy that I follow, Alejandro Escovito, who's a Texas rock and roll guy. I like him quite a bit, guitar player. But he's like, I'm off of Twitter because of the fascists. Good. See you later. Bye. We don't really care. No. And by the way, some of you are getting like five likes when you say you're leaving Twitter. So people really don't care about you. Uh I mean, I'm fine. I don't really... 
I don't, if you're a musician in particular or you're an actor, I don't care at all about your politics. Like, not at all. The only reason I follow you is because of your music. I don't care about your politics. I want to know if you're coming to town or if you got new music out right? or your new movie. No, I get it. We, now, I follow political people who I want to follow for mm-hmm. politics, but it's just hilarious. Though, By the way, they'll be back. 24 You hours. know that they're going to be back. That's just, hilarious. It is, isn't it? It, you, it you really can't, is. You can't make it up. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. First of all, I want to thank you, uh, Mark and Fred, for watching field hockey at least a little bit with me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, we lost. We lost in the finals to North Carolina. But uh, Mark and I were tweeting there for a while, and Fred let me know that he actually recorded it and watched so I appreciate you guys fading interest in, 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 in all In the effort of full disclosure, I'm watching NFL football. Sue texts me and says, we're down one nothing." I had remembered at that time that I had logged into my ESPN Plus account the night before because <laughs> Mizzou was on ESPN Plus. So I watched them. They actually won a game. Go figure. And during NFL football, a, a, I'm a, an American white male watching NFL football. I switched over to ESPN Plus for women's NCAA field hockey in support of Sue Thomas. I now, really appreciate it. I can't the, tell you how much I appreciate it. But at it. the point that I tuned in, it was one nothing. Sue was down. And this is what I told her, Fred. I'm like, it's going to go to a shootout. She goes, well, <laughs> she, she responds. She goes, well, yeah, if they score again. I'm like, no, Sue, you don't understand. <laughs> They're going to score. It's going to go into a shootout. So the next message, now I was watching for a while. Yes, I flipped back yeah. to football. And then you said, they scored. I'm like, well, duh. I wanted to say that. <laughs> By the time I flipped over to ESPN, the, the stupid Tar Heels had yes, scored right. again. Oh. But it was a hell of a game. They make their yes. second run to the national yes. championship game. It's Sophie, your niece, who's on the Northwestern yes. Wildcats. Oh, it was really fun to watch. What did you say, Fred? I'm is, sorry. Is Sophie, what, did she have a face cage? No. I would be wearing a face cage if I was playing that. No, I, I understand. It dangerous. It's, it does seem, that, that goalie is seriously good. Boy, the stuff, that, that ball is not light and fluffy. That's well, did, all I'm saying. Did you hear, I thought this was actually interesting. They were talking about the fact that the um, the surface was very different because they, they often play on a surface that's softer, but because of the cold weather, it well, wasn't very soft. They water the field they to water make it the softer. Field. They're, they're auto water. And, and, yeah, and they do that, but you can't do it when it's 22 right. degrees. So that, that made the dynamic. Now, everybody had the same challenges, but that made the dynamics yeah, of the strategy, I think, a little different. But I really appreciate you two doing that. By the way, it's National Stuffing Day. Oh, uh-huh. I love stuffing. Love uh-huh. 47 years ago today, in 1975, Queen released their fourth album. Is this the This was just a little minor record, right? Right, so just a small. Do a whole what lot. year is this? This Fred was 1975. Did you have it? Oh my gosh, yes. I had every word memorized, oh. and my parents just looked at me like I was crazy when <laughs> I would sing it with them. Well, you're a rebel. <laughs> this, by the way, is from. I just like hearing it. Uh, a night at the opera. And it featured, of course, this Bohemian Rhapsody and You're My Best Friend. Were those your favorite? Do you like an album cut from there, Fred, or were these your favorite? I liked all of them. They were great. I can't believe that was yeah, 47 know, years you're ago. You're My Best Friend is a great, that is a great song. <sighs> and then it was, um, let's see here. What what had, what had, um, 
was it News of the World? We Will Rock You? Yeah, it was 1977. Contrary to the crappy movie that they made about Queen a couple years ago, which showed um, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions being written in the 1980s, which was another one of the reasons I hated that movie so much. But that, I mean, this was big enough, but when those came out in 77. My brother had that on 45, and it just drove me completely bonkers. I could probably recite that one, too. But uh, 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 Sorry. Go up for Freddy. Okay, I totally get it. Uh, and of course, uh, what's his name in Garth? What was the movie that brought this back? The the Mike Myers film, uh, Wayne and Garth. Oh, Wayne's come World. on, Wayne's World. Thank you. Wayne's Woo! World, which was the SNL bit, right? And it, yeah, and it really came back and gave it a second life. Okay, now that was 47 years ago. 46 years ago today. It was 1976 when this movie came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And wasn't this, you know, back in the day, we used to have songs that were on the pop charts. I'm yes, pretty sure this was this one of them. Rocky's theme was on the pop yes, charts, right? Yes, but the, the, I'm sure that'll show up later. But today is the day that the movie Rocky opened in New York City, 1976. I wasn't allowed to see it. I was too. Were you allowed to see it, Mark? I don't think so. Really? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. My not sister. Not, not first run. I don't uh-uh. think My sister Kathy saw it 17 times. Oh, my She God. went to the stadium cinema. Which was downtown. Times. Yeah. I always would take another family member, so I saw it a couple times. Wow. How old was she at the time? Ish. Uh, Teens? Seventy seven, she's twenty. Wow. The first movie that I remember seeing like on 19. my own when I was a kid that was not necessarily a kid's movie right, was right, right. Um, King Kong with Jessica Lang. <laughs> That was a big movie, late 70s. I love that that's when you were out on the edge. Yeah. I mean, I I was probably 12 years old, 13 years old. Oh, that's so funny. King Kong made me cry, and I felt sorry for King Kong. Of course. And then 42 years ago. Sorry, I had to get that in there. uh, In 1980, that's when that fire broke out at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Um, The fire actually killed 85 people. And it began from a refrigerated pastry display case in one of the restaurants. Did I, you I do remember not remember this? that. I don't remember it I don't either. remember that at all. I came across this today and I thought, is this what... 85 people? Yes. In fact, fire engulfed the resort's casino, smoke traveled into the hotel tower, and the tragedy remains the deadliest disaster in Nevada history. Boy, that is... Isn't I, that I nuts? don't remember that at all. Me neither. And then I thought... Uh, Disco Inferno, was that related? Nope, that obviously came out earlier. They wouldn't have wanted to make fun of this situation, but no, this one uh, remains the third deadliest hotel fire in modern U.S. history. Then it wow. changed the way um, fire safety was dealt with throughout Nevada, which we've learned how to say properly. It's just, I had no idea. Oh, oh man, it's late. Are. Do you want me to wrap or do one you more? Do one more. Okay. Well, Google has released its Thanksgiving report on everything from football to the top how-to questions we've been Googling for this year's Thanksgiving. Here, <laughs> They came at it from a lot of different uh, angles this year. The top Thanksgiving-related search has been Thanksgiving side dishes, also Thanksgiving movies. Number two, the top turkey cooking technique we're reading up on is how to smoke a turkey. Have you ever smoked a turkey? Never have. Never felt Fred? comfortable doing no, it. No, it seems too dangerous. Think producer emeritus Dave Klein does that. He, he, he smokes He wades into the smoking of the turkey. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, number three, the top how-to questions include how to make stuffing, how to cook a turkey, people, really, and how to catch a turkey. What? What? People are thinking, oh, the prices have risen. I'm just going to go out and catch me a turkey. 
What, what was today the day that Biden pardoned the turkeys? Yeah, chocolate and chip. Yeah. Do we have audio of that or oh, not? Creative. We do, but I think it needs to be updated. Okay. It's the only thing I, I'm, I'm so disappointed because the one thing that I thought Trump would do is I thought he would be Trump with the turkey pardoning and say, "Nope, off with their heads." <laughs> do you think that would be more Trump? I, well, or it would I don't be. Know they about... would, um, you know, appoint a special prosecutor to. Oh, that's a good point. It. That's a good point, Fred. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps that's the way they would have done it. Chocolate and chip. Well, that's not particularly original. Did, uh, did the president get get the two confused by any chance? <laughs> no. I'm hoping Do you not. See it, Abby? You know what I'm hoping for is okay. I'm hoping that Schnooks really has my 20-pound turkey. I, we're taking bets. I'm going to call them tomorrow. Ooh, what, I you ordered think it's it. Not coming in? Well, you know, Jane, was it Jane who said, people have been talking about the uh, shortage and that the birds were smaller, but nobody called me to say you can't get it. I'm going to be in big trouble if they don't have it tomorrow. So let's well, hope they do. How many people are you having over for Thanksgiving? Ten. Oh, yeah, that's a big group. Yeah. So maybe I could, well, we'll see. I'll just eat side dishes and feed everybody else the turkey. And finally in Sue's News, we have a today's random fact for uh, Mark Reardon. There are 38,000 864 golf courses in the world. Oh, oh, my. Now, of that, the U.S. has the most. We have about 17,000. And Japan has the second most with more than 3,000. So you can always go to Japan if you've uh, done all the 17,000 here. There's, I have there's not. a Missourian that's doing everyone in yeah. Missouri right Remember now. Remember we have that guy on. Yeah. Which is awesome. That was um, Mark Shoup. Yeah, you're I'm right. pretty sure. All right, there you go. That's Sue's News for this Monday afternoon, Thanksgiving week on St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Michael Goodwin from the New York Post coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we're uh, trying to get hold of Michael Goodwin from the New York Post. In lieu of that, though, I wanted to get into the Paul Pelosi stuff. And this is really, 
information you're not going to hear most anywhere else outside of on a radio station like this because I have not played into the conspiracy theories. I don't know what happened that night at Nancy Pelosi's house, but what I do know is there's a lot of questions, and maybe there's not a lot of questions about what actually happened, but there's certainly questions about why the Justice Department and the police in San Francisco are telling two different sides of the story, different aspects. Let me get into this. So it was October 28th. We found out that the husband of the current Speaker of the House, soon to be former Speaker of the House, had been violently attacked in their home in San Francisco by an intruder. And that intruder had a knife. He uh, stabbed Paul Pelosi many times. He ended up in the hospital. The guy's been under arrest. He's been sort of exposed as a crazy person. But a lot of the questions have um, sort of hung out there. Well, of course, because they didn't answer these questions straight from the beginning, that's where the conspiracy theorists took up. And I'm not going to buy into any of those. I know what they are. I've heard them. I've seen them online. But then the Friday after that, I remember doing this on the Friday roundtable from Abby and I were trying to find this audio earlier, and I had the dates messed up. So this would have been from November 4th. I can't believe this almost, you know, two and a half weeks ago. NBC News has a report because a lot of us were, were asking, those of us who are not going into the, the um, conspiracy theory lane, we're saying, wait a second, there's still some questions about this. So I remember playing this on that Friday roundtable for my panel saying, no matter what you think about Paul Pelosi, this is still kind of weird. When officers responded to the high priority call to the home of the Speaker of the House, after a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. Okay, now that's weird, isn't it? Paul Pelosi opened the door. Did he open the door? Did someone else open the door? What happened? Who is that, by the way? That's Miguel Almador. Miguel Almador is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, NBC News reporter, who had somewhat of an exclusive there reporting this. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. That's right. I said knife. Um, it wasn't stab. I'm getting so many things confused right now. It was the hammer, and he beat. The- so there's no dispute, I don't think, from anyone that that dude used the hammer on Paul Pelosi. But what happened then, and this is what was interesting about that Friday, is the segment airs live from Miguel Almagar on the Today Show. People start asking some questions about that, saying, wait, that does not match up with what the Justice Department is saying. Those are two different sides of the story. What's up here? Well, then, of course, the conspiracy theorists take off with it. The Pelosi supporters are outraged that NBC News, they're supposed to be on the left side and in their corner, put a story like that out, even though it was an accurately reported story. So then they scrub it from all their sites. It's not on the Today Show. It's not on any of the NBC News sites. It's gone. Then there's radio silence. Nobody really talks about it, but the Daily Beast decides to ask some questions, and they discover that Miguel Almagar, who is an award-winning journalist with NBC, doesn't really have a record of, you know, misreporting, nothing else on the, um, you know, on the history of his report. He's suspended. He had to retract his reporting because it didn't meet the editorial standards, and they suspended him. So... 
nothing to see here. That's all of the story, right? We don't hear anything more about it, except unless you're paying attention to what's going on in San Francisco. Now, Jesse Waters has been all on top of this on Fox as well. He seemingly is maybe the only person that's asking questions about what happened. Outside of this guy on um, the NBC station in San Francisco, Bigod Shaban, who noticed the discrepancy between the GOJ versions of the events and the rest of the story. So this is what happens on his TV station in San Francisco. New information tonight on a story that we've been tracking, the attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our investigative team looked into why state and federal prosecutors each describe one specific detail of the police response differently. Senior investigative reporter Bagad Shaban has been checking with his sources to try and clear it up. He joins us now, and you've got some answers, Bagad. Yeah, he got some answers, but Bagad Shaban is actually relatively brave, considering Miguel Amadar also had some of these details, reported them accurately, and he was suspended. Apparently, because this is a local station in San Francisco, they still want to do the story. Well, just this all has to do with the moments, seconds, really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be con- contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? Now, the Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left hand. So the question is, what really happened? So now you're going to hear some at the end of this where they basically say, uh, and and I think they, they do something that in most situations with a story they wouldn't do. They, they try to over-exaggerate the point that they're making, which is we're not questioning whether or not this happened, which, by the way, I'm not questioning whether it happened either. I think the guy was probably beaten by a hammer, at least in the presence of the police. The question is, why did Pelosi open the door and go toward the guy who smashed the hammer at his head? According to a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, Officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away. And the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now, also as written in the DA docs, the source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePap. That's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home before DePap starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door, but so far we have not heard back. However, I did get to ask San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins directly about another issue many people are wondering about earlier this week, based on her office's account of Paul Pelosi opening the door. So it is an innocuous question. I think you can kind of hear the tone from that reporter saying, look, this is a pretty simple question. Maybe you can put a lot of things to rest if you just kind of answer why there's this discrepancy. So we talked to the DA. The case has certainly garnered a fair share of conspiracy theories about what actually happened that night. As part of your investigation, are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived? Look, that that is a completely legitimate question that anyone with half a brain would ask. And this is the question that is at the cornerstone of this particular case. You call 911. You have to call 911 if you believe the rest of the narrative from a bathroom. The police come. You answer the door. 
why not just leave? Now, maybe there's an answer to that. Maybe this guy threatened in another way. Maybe he said he had one of their kids. As high. I have no idea. But what I do know is that there are two narratives of what happened at the door. And one of them, the one by the Justice Department, the same department that's been very suspicious in investigating crimes when it comes to politics, has a different account than what they had from the local authorities. Now, this is Brooke Jenkins. What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. Um, All we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind. But certainly we know that all victims of crime respond very differently in the, under the stress of the situation. And I don't think it's fair for us to place what we believe, um, you know, Monday morning quarterback. By the way, I, I accept what Brooke Jenkins says there. I think that, that that's a fair assessment. But that's not the question. The question is, why did the two, at least for now, the question is, why did the two accounts differ? And one of the things that sort of pops from that conversation is Brooke Jenkins, the DA, says he will one day need to explain potentially to a jury. So what does that mean exactly? So then they come back, you know, as they wrap up the story on TV and they say this. All right, Big Ed, i got to ask you this because, I mean, in the end, does it really even matter whether he opened the door or the guy opened the door or the police opened the door? I mean, how does that change the scenario if you move away just conspiracy theories? Yeah, I mean, the reality is right now, Jess, we have no reason to believe that it matters at all. And that's why our source who has seen the police body cam video can't understand why federal investigators wrote that officers opened the door because they say the video shows officers didn't. But when two police agencies give slightly different accounts of what happened in this kind of high profile case like this one, it just feeds into conspiracy theories. And that's what we're seeing right now on social media. People inventing crazy stories based on something as simple as who actually opened the door. So the rest of journalism, which doesn't exist anymore, no one wants to ask any of those questions. NBC San Francisco decided they want to do it. But. Let's go back to Miguel Almagar, whose report was almost as identical as that. He reported that a source told him exactly what NBC San Francisco Bay Area just said. But he was suspended from his job. When does he get the suspension lifted and an apology from his colleagues who didn't stand up for him? It's just embarrassing. It really is. Kusamano's coming up next. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
a little bit back into the Marquette High School situation in the uh, next hour. George Rosenthal, who's with ThrottleNet, one of our tech experts, will talk about how you know these pictures were airdropped, these threats to the students at Marquette. They canceled school early on Thursday, then early on Friday, and then they let the kids stay home to recover today and tomorrow. So we're going to get into that. I have an audio cut of the day. Also, Paul Morrow, retired NYPD inspector, the founder of the OpsDesk.org, and a Fox News contributor. We'll talk about those. Um, we've had some weird cases, like the, the four murders in uh, Idaho, the yeah. University of Idaho. So we'll talk about that. I don't think that's gotten enough coverage and some questions about that. Um, Kusumano's back with us this afternoon to talk a little sports. Frank, how are you? Good to be with you, Mark. Hope you're well. First and foremost, can you explain to us what the implications are? So the U.S. ties in the World Cup today, right, their first game. What does that mean? Can you help us out with that? Uh, Basically, you have to finish in the top two. So it's how they're going to do in the rest of this round, in the rest of their grouping. I mean, we know that England's going to go. And so they're going to have to finish ahead of Wales or ahead of Iran to get there. Because England, and, like, they smoked Iran today, right? Six to two. Oh, yeah. You can forget it. England's in. They're going to make it. So you're going to have to find a way to finish ahead of the other two. Well, and I don't even know what the expectations are for, for this World Cup. We've talked about it just a little bit, but is the expectation that this team is not quite good enough to compete with England and some of the other top-tier teams? Well, my impression is this. They have made incremental strides over the last four or five years. And I think you should be ready to, to beat Iran and beat Wales and get in the top two. If you don't, there's no question it's a disappointment. I think the expectation is they're going to move. That's what most people are expecting, that they're going to get through this first round. Hey, I think the best news is that uh, Qatar did not win yesterday because if they win, they probably – you know, all these allegations of payoffs, and that would have been a bigger disaster for the World Cup, I think, if they would have won. They lose to Ecuador 2 to nothing. So maybe that's a good thing, Frank. I don't know. No, it is. Actually, the sooner they're out, the better. Right. Absolutely. So I feel like I was out on Thursday and Friday. I feel like when I was here on Wednesday, we were talking about how bad the Blues are. Obviously, the winning streak had started by that point, but this would be the turnaround that we were hoping for. It could be seven in a row tonight. Yeah, and the Anaheim Ducks are the worst team in the National Hockey League, and they have the record to prove it. Uh, they're going to come out firing because the game ended in a fight on Saturday night, but I don't think that's a concern. I think the, the groove the Blues are in and the confidence they're showing right now, they're averaging 4.33 goals a game during this win streak. Jordan Bennington's goals against average is under three. He's starting tonight. He's got his mojo. Uh, Colton Frank was a game-time decision, and Vladimir Tarasenko's not going to play. But I think the Blues got a great chance to make it seven in a row tonight. Frank, what happened to Slew over the weekend? Well, it was the mauling by Maryland. But the good news is they came back and beat Providence. So if you say before the beginning of the season that you're going to win two of the three against Providence, Maryland, and Memphis, I think Travis Ford would say he'll take it. So now you're going to have to find a way to finish out the rest of your non-conference. they got some big ones coming up with Boise State and Auburn. But, uh, yeah, it was horrible on Saturday. Couldn't have been worse. But yesterday, just a thrilling win. Yuri Collins had just been named, like, moments ago, the A-10 Player of the Week. Mark, there is not going to be a player in the United States of America who's going to average, like, 15 or 16 points and close to 10 assists. He's going to be it. It just hasn't happened very often. In fact, I looked, at the, the, looked this up this morning. John Morant is the last person in the country to average 15 or more points and 10 or more assists. 
If Yuri can do this, it would be an historical season. He is one fun player to watch. All right, switching over to football. Mizzou gets the job done against New Mexico State the other night. The game against Arkansas looms large on Friday for a bowl appearance, doesn't it? It does. And I know there are instances where a team goes to a bowl game with a losing record. I don't care. You shouldn't go. You should say, no, we're not good enough. But if you could win this game and possibly face Kansas in a bowl game, that's one of the the bowl games being discussed, it'd be a fine season. But I'm telling you, you lose this game, you're 5-7. and I don't want to hear about recruiting. I don't want to hear about potential. You had a disappointing year. You win this game, 6-6, and tough schedule, heartbreaking losses. It's fine. You're going to a bowl game. You know what? I, 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 they, they can win that game. I mean, it could be it's a, they're underdogs right now, but that should be a great fight on Friday afternoon in Columbia. I love the game. It's getting a lot of national attention. I saw them promoting it over the weekend on some of the, um, the other football coverage. Were you at the Mutual Awards over the weekend? I was not. I was anchoring on Saturday, but I had a long discussion with Mike Bush about it. He just said that Albert Pools wouldn't stop smiling for two hours. Yeah, so. he, gets, he gets the Aww. Lifetime Achievement Award and um, any other. You know, I, I almost had to check. I did. I had to Google today because somehow I missed it that Goldie was named MVP. Oh, Since yeah. I was out last week, oh, I'm yeah. like, wait a second. This baseball news, I never saw any kind of big splash. But he was named officially MVP on Thursday, right, Frank? Yeah, and I'll tell you, the coolest thing about it is, you know how, Mark, we had all these like moments during the season, Albert at 700, Yachty and Wayno breaking the record, all these ovations in Bush Stadium just going nuts. We had another moment at that award ceremony because it was Albert Pujols presenting the award to Paul Goldschmidt, and in the background they go to a cutaway of Nolan Arenado clapping for the guy who just beat him out for the MVP. It was another special St. Louis Cardinal moment. I don't think they're having these moments in Cleveland, Ohio. I may be wrong. Awesome. Well, listen, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with the week. You have a great Thanksgiving. I will be off on Friday. We will not have um, you on because I think we're in a best-of situation. So we'll talk next Monday, and hopefully by that time the Blues are, are still winning games. we got Mizzou in a bowl game. It would be kind of epic to have Mizzou and Kansas play in a bowl game. I think that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes, All right, Frank, sir. take care. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. We're going to, as I mentioned, kind of wrap up here for this hour, get into the uh, the situation with Marquette High School and a couple of different aspects of that. What can you do with shooting and bomb threats to make sure kids got to stay in school and also the technology? These pictures that were threats were airdropped to phones. How does that work? Can you track the person down? George Rosenthal from Throttlet, Paul Morrow from the uh, former New York City Police Department. You're going to talk about crime and also audio cut of the day and more in the next hour. Hang in there. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 